0: Or you could accept the fact that this city is headed for a disaster of biblical proportion. What do you mean, biblical? Oh. What he means is Old Testament, Mr. Yes. Mayor. Real wrath of God type stuff. Exactly. Fire and brimstone coming down from the skies. Rivers and seas boiling.
1: Forty years of darkness, earthquakes, volcanoes. The dead rising from the grave.
0: Human sacrifice, dogs
1: and cats living together. Mass hysteria. Enough, yes. I get the point. It's Matty and Patty, coast to coast. From New York, oh, sorry, Brooklyn, it's Pat Mediman, uh, to San Francisco, it's Matty Younger. How you doing, Maddie? Not so great, Pat. Yeah, it's, uh, it's rough Not out great. here in Cleveland. Not great, Pat. Not great. Welcome to the Cleveland Sports Hour. We are too self-aware but unapologetic homers who spend far too much time watching, reading, and thinking about the Cavs and the Browns and the Tribe. So if you'd like the informed, intelligent Cleveland fans' perspective, you've come to the right place. Oh, Matty. Maddie, Maddie, Maddie. We, we are re- we are recording this podcast immediately after the Cavs blew a 19-point lead for the goddamn Rockets. 19-point halftime lead. Halftime lead. We
0: got higher than 19? Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, earlier in the game, we were higher. Yeah, we were up by 20. Oh, God.
1: I got to hear about this from my cousin Jim, Houston. It's, it's just annoying. All I mean, right. he,
0: should, he shouldn't do too much talking. That team stinks.
1: This is all very true. Uh, All right, I have to take a big drink of water because I I got something to get off my chest, Maddie. Yeah, I know you do, buddy. Uh, What the fuck is happening in Cleveland? I didn't think I'd be able to top the comically awful series of events that I recounted that followed the All Star Weekend. All Star Weekend after our last podcast, but shit. Since our last pod, once again, it started out so well, Maddie. We had a tough win against the Pacers. Ooh, that was a good one. Revenge pastings against the Wizards and Celtics. I like those. It 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 Looks like we're getting things together, Maddie. I was feeling good. Yeah. And then we lose to Memphis. The island of misfit toys led by the ghost of Lance Stevenson and Mr. Temecula, Matt Barnes. At home. Full roster. Full roster. We weren't sitting anyone that night. Then, you know, we win a few before we get absolutely demolished. By the Miami Heat. A full possible Second round opponent. Again. Full roster. And then we lose again. Full roster, right? Yeah. Full oh, roster. Yeah. Oh, yeah. To the, Bro- to the Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn fucking Nets. This is what's happened to our last pod, batty And that's just on the court. I will let our uh, esteemed listener, my former colleague, and a, a current writer for Sports on Earth, Julian McWilliams, sum up what's happened off the court. He 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 wrote me on Twitter. Oh, I'm terrible on Facebook. Excuse me. What's LeBron's deal? Smiling with D Wade after suffering a 25 point shellacking, Unfollowing the Cavs Twitter and Instagram accounts. Smiling with D Wade some more. Calling teammates on teammates out in social networks. By the way, my new favorite Twitter account to follow Matt is called LeBron Subtweets. Mm. It's fantastic. It's just it's just hypothetical LeBron subtweets about his play about his teammates. Oh, well, check it out. You yeah, gotta check it out. I highly recommend it. Uh, oh, and Tyron, Tyron Liu, all that name dropping he was doing in regard to who his mentors were and Doc Rivers, Phil Jackson, and Jerry West, mixed with what he said he thinks he could do better than Blatt, doesn't seem to be going too well. We're in need of an emergency Maddie and Patty podcast, or maybe I'm just in need of it because there's a lot of stuff to unpack here. End quote. Well, Julian, that's what we're here for to unpack this truckload of manure the Cavs always seem to dump on their fans. Maddie. has there ever been a more exasperating first place team? None that I can think of. I just, I mean, maybe some tribe first place teams? Uh, no, no, no. Not even close. No. And, and Maddie, none of this even touches on the, the Kyrie drama, which started out really funny but took a really dark turn. Uh, so, look, we'll, we'll talk about all of that and figure out whether there's any reason for hope or whether it's finally time to outright despair. Uh, that's an exact quote from the end of my monologue uh, the last time we did a podcast, by the way. Mm.
0: Just keeps going.
1: However, in hopeful news, opening day for the Tribe is next week. Yeah, opening day. Get excited. you think we should be excited?
0: I am excited.
1: Uh, you know, I, I am too. What day is it next week? It's Monday. Monday? That's exciting. Yeah, it's coming up. Hmm. We'll talk about that. Plus, the Browns finally settled on a QB. Kind of. Kind of. So how's this going to blow up in their faces? Kind catch of. the catch the excitement.
0: <laughs> new, new ways to fail.
1: New ways to fail. How we do it next? So look, we're, we're going to have a big Cavs preview pod coming up in the uh, next couple of weeks here. Uh, so we're going to start things off with a quickish rundown on the state of Cleveland basketball. A little, little shorter than we normally do. So we, so we save time for the uh, tribe of the Browns. Uh, so we can you know, spend a little more time than, than usual on our, our sports side gigs. All right, Maddie, I've been talking for now five minutes straight, uh, which is you know on the low end for me. Yeah, you got a, you got miles to go. G- give me a break here, you know. Come off coming off a uh, strep throat, so I, I need to you know calm this this throat down. So, start me off with what's going on with Kyrie, and, and start me off the off court stuff. Like, I you know, to to set this up beforehand before all this stuff blew up uh, on Monday uh and then got crazier on today tuesday uh i had given you the assignment for this next podcast to to break down Kyrie's relationship who these people are what's going on um so you're kind of well positioned to give me the whole story here yeah i had i had gone
0: and done some research and i'm going to turn a lot back to you pat because you very interestingly have a finger on a pulse on twitter and instagram in a way that i find (laughs) very impressive (laughs) <laughs> so I'll, I'll, I'm going to frame this, and I'll pepper questions to you. But I, you had given me the assignment to go research Kyrie's new girlfriend, Sounds who good. is uh, an R&B singer from the Bay Area. You were worried that it was a, uh, a natural situation, a Yoko situation. That, you know, he was, we were being infiltrated. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd started to do some research with her. And I, I think I wrote you on Sunday, maybe, when we were trying to figure out a time to do this, that she seemed pretty legit to me. Yeah, she was part of a and uh, B crew that was on America's Got Talent and did very well, and I think was singled out by that uh, awful British man who uh, <laughs> lost his talk show, Pierce Morgan. Pierce Morgan, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, and who's basically said to her, "You got to go out on your own," and that's what she's done. Mm-hmm. Um, Seems like a, a very legit, talented person, and they were all over social media doing a lot of real lovey-dovey, quite frankly, a little bit teenage stuff. I, I don't know so much about how social media works these days, but it's not how I, I remember me and my 24-year-old compatriots comporting ourselves mm. with people we were interested in. Even if you were really into a girl, I don't think you did it like this, or if I you mean, did, I you'd mean- get made fun of a lot.
1: If, would you compare it to like public, you know PDA, public space of affection back in the, back in our day? Yes, like but really bad. PDA, bad, like, right? like, like like
0: in the cafeteria, just all over each other, doodling notes to each. Like you would make fun of your friend tremendously if he was mm-hmm. behaving like this. Yes, with somebody with whoever it was, a talented R and B singer or not, that doesn't really matter. Um, so we were, you know, I was going to give uh, a little bit of that report and then. On uh, Monday, Pat, you found out that uh, disaster had struck, and she apparently had been caught or or sort of revealed herself to be cheating on Kyrie with an ex boyfriend, a, a Canadian rapper, mm-hmm. um, who it was all again posted through Instagram. Uh, so that happened, and I guess uh, the, the Twitterverse was really ragging on Kyrie, referring to him as shenanigans, because this Canadian rapper said she's been through the shenanigans, and now she's back to the R&B
1: singer, something like that.
0: And yep. we were really ready to I, I, laugh.
1: I have a quote here, uh, and, and to be, cl- to be clear, I'll, I'll sum this up. So she, she has this very, very distinctive uh, tattoo on her hand that says, woke. Uh, and in the shot that her, you know, new ex-boyfriend's holding her hand up while they're lying in bed and the photo comes with the caption after all her shenanigans, still got the RB singer back in my bed
0: So everybody's calling Kyrie shenanigans, there's a lot of memes going around, we Indeed. were ready to, to start this and have a lot of fun with it, and then it got not so funny this morning when you sent me a, a post from her Instagram account that was apparently a selfie, sort of a first a POV selfie of her in the hospital, revealing that she had tried to kill herself the night before because she felt so bad about all the recriminations that came her way after people mistakenly thought that she had cheated on Kyrie. She says they didn't. They broke up. Before her old boyfriend right. shouldn't have broken up. They he, she and Kyrie were together. They broke up for real reasons and mutually and just realized it wasn't going to work out. And then she got back together with her this this her true love sort of and that you didn't deserve any of this uh which none of that we agree is is funny nor should be made fun of Mm -hmm. um but
1: very weird it's very weird and i don't want to get too deep into it and honestly if if i was if i was producing a news broadcast i'd be like uh 86ing this whole conversation just because you know suicide conversations are not something to mess around with because even if you have an artful conversation about it 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 uh, you know, there's there's a pretty robust body of evidence that suggests the media's uh, influence on suicide rates by talking about it and unintentionally glorifying the act in terms of like how it gets attention for the aggrieved uh, that'll that'll show them that kind of stuff. Um, fortunately, in our case, we only have about a dozen or so. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> we're gonna start an epidemic with listeners, so I think we're safe. They're,
0: but, they're all men in their 30s. too. Yeah. So I, I think we're okay.
1: Well, is, is that? Is that a low uh, uh, cohort for uh, suicide rate? I don't know. I think
0: I think for epidemics.
1: Yes, I maybe mean, maybe you're right. I don't know. Uh, but but if we just, just want to talk
0: about general ennui and the pointlessness but... of life, then we might <laughs> we might knock some people off. But yeah.
1: But just to, just to, to 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 share some, I guess, more private thoughts on this. Um, it, it's just very troubling to me because uh, you know, interestingly, uh, uh, one of her posts when she first announced that she was, um, you know. In love with Kyrie or whatever was with him, she talks about how uh, you know she, that she you know before she met Kyrie she was she was quote in a dark place feeling totally incapable of being loved was told things like love was uh, was very impossible for someone in my position. Um, uh, I slowly accepted that that's just how relationships work. Um, but baby, you my 50-50, every every day with you is light and you know things turned around yada yada. Um, She's talking about her ex-boyfriend there. And the dark then, times, yeah. The dark times, uh, where that's just how relations have to be. And then, you know, he he tweets this sort of weird. I mean, he, he you know posts this this bragging post about getting her back. Um, And I you know and I saw somewhere that she responded, not being happy about it. And he was he was with her in the hospital when this stuff happened. She had another Instagram uh, that she posted before deleting her account of him right next by her side, saying mm-hmm. he saved her life. It, it, it's all very weird and messed up, and this is just you know, I, you know, I I I hesitate to criticize someone who's in a really bad dark place because look, if you're in a dark place, there's, there's, it's just that that's your own thing to deal with. I wish somebody had been, you know, there to protect her from posting something like that, just because that's not that's not a good healthy thing to be doing. Yeah, it, does, it doesn't have a good impu- impact. That's something that's seen very widely, far more widely than our podcast. Um, and that's something that can have a really negative impact on on folks. I'm sure she's not thinking about that. She's in her own head, and, and there's there's issues there. But hey, that, you wish that there were
0: people in her life,
1: yeah, that could say, you know, that. this is not the place, time, and place, you know, uh, to be very public about this. This is something that you're going through, and it's your private thing. You should keep it private. No no one should have a right to see this, but. So that's where you, you, you worry to just, just, you know, where she's at, if she's sending stuff out like that. But I, don't, I, just, I just don't know. It's all very, very, very weird, um, you know, I, and I'm uh, just an abundance of caution taking uh, things that face value in terms of what the stated facts are. But all of it spells, to, for our purposes, to, to, to get away from, you know, what we don't know, which is a lot um so having a more deep conversation on this is probably uh you know, i mean i probably <laughs> i probably speculated more than i should have on this um but very, very, very weird turn of events very weird turn of events and to bring it back to the basketball not because that's all it that matters but just because that's that's what our podcast is about uh this is all i can't be very good for for the on court uh future for yeah so
0: let's so let's go there patty uh we have been uh You said this the theme of this year. I, if I can put it like this for the Cavs, uh, was in our our season preview podcast saying we will go as far as Kyrie takes us. If we're going to win a championship, it's going to be because he's our best player. Yep, that was and and he has not been close to our best player, not even close this year. I've seen two or three really truly good games from him this year, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. and a couple moments uh but in general he has been he hasn't shot the ball great uh he has been a turnover machine he is dribbling the ball way too much he doesn't seem capable of really participating uh in a successful nba offense uh outside of sort of uh you know microwave johnson to get the ball and let him shoot for a couple minutes if, and, and see if he can get hot kind of thing yeah um so what's, what's the deal? That's not, you know, you and you and I have a, we've talked about this before, have a, a long and, and varied history with Kyrie. We were ready to trade him yeah. the year before LeBron came back. He looked terrible, and, and not because we were crazy and out of our minds. He looked terrible that year. And that yeah. was supposed to be a growth year for us. We were maybe going to make the playoffs. Kyrie was going to take a leap. He looked horrible. Um, that got redeemed last year. He looked way better. Uh, seemed like he was part of a, a really successful, could be part of a, extremely successful offense that's regressed this year we knew it was going to take him some time coming off the injury but he is he has looked bad man so (laughs) i guess the question is is this is this is he just having a bad year did he never fully recover from the off season is the off court stuff starting to get in his head you know i'm i i brought up my worries about bed bugs throwing him so much off his game that he had to not play the next day um is he mentally weak What's going on with him?
1: Yeah, I I, I don't have a finger on it. Uh, you know, I've um, I've 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 hoped that uh, you know, you know, callously when when he seemed to have just been gotten dumped and the story was just kind of funny, I was kind of hoping that this was a you know the natural situation. All right, good. He's gotten rid of the Kim Basinger character. Yeah, and now he can focus on what's true and right, which is getting buckets. Um, you know, and, and there's there's certain ways you react to a breakup, right? Uh you either you either do a funk you can't think about anything else. Uh or you you hyper focus on something else. The next the next thing that's important to you, you like go into overdrive focusing on it. Mm-hmm. Which will be uh you know a plus for Cavs fans if he can do that. And you know, watching him tonight in the Rockets game, he didn't look he still doesn't have that magic touch. He looks a little out of sorts, but you know, clearly he was really focused. He was shooting a ton of threes, which I'm happy about. He hit, I think, you know, probably 40 to 50% of them, I feel like, I don't remember. Um, but, you know, he was he was doing more of what I wanted to do a little bit, catching the ball uh, in, in motion. But uh, it, this, just, this does remind me of of the year before LeBron came back. And the year before that, he was great, you know? I mean, it's like, yep.
0: Pat, he was five of five of eleven from three tonight. There you which go. Is
1: good. That's great. He is I'm he should be taking 11 threes every game. I'm sorry, he should. No, I'm fine with that. I am not I'm not great with him having five turnovers. No, that was bad. And you know, that's
0: just He did have eight assists, which is good, but he, he couldn't get anything going to the rim and he was making a lot of bad decisions. Yeah. Especially the... in the fourth quarter when we needed somebody to show up and just score some buckets. Yeah. We had a big enough lead that we just needed to score a little bit in order to win that game.
1: Mm-hmm. Um he couldn't do it. Well, Maddie, let's let's move to the next question. You you, you have you have a question for me? I'm going to prompt you. <laughs> yeah. So Pat has
0: been doing no end of uh, complaining for the last couple of weeks. This time, rightly so. Um, so my question is: Are you are you right to hate this team,
1: Pat? I mean, I think I am. I, I hate these fucking guys now. I fucking hate these guys. I, 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 They're making it tough. I think I said that to you when I was on vacation in Mexico, and I saw on my phone the results of the Memphis game. Oh, no, I think I, I may have tuned in at the very end to watch the end of it or something like that. I think I did. Yeah, I think but that's I, right. I, I finally figured out how to get how to get my phone to work in Mexico and to watch it on uh, uh, League Pass. And I was just I was just like, I, I can't believe we're losing to a team whose top scorer is Lance Stevenson and or Matthew fucking Barnes. That we let Tony Allen... Tony Tony and Tony
0: go bonkers on us.
1: Yeah. I mean I hate this fucking team. It is
0: it is infuriating.
1: I have no idea going into a game whether the top team in the East right now is going to win the fucking game, no matter who we play against.
0: Any opponent. I agree. And the only thing that's keeping coming back and that they're in, in first place still is that they can win. They can you win. Know, so I, they can I be will, any team except,
1: can, except
0: uh, Golden State. Well, leave that alone for a second. So keep keep talking about how much you hate them. I'm gonna try to, to bring bring you back a little bit at the end, right. and, so, it, as so, best I can. But
1: keep going. So yeah, I'm gonna keep going because just ugh, these these fucking guys. I feel like I'm I'm constantly being one of those you know guys in the major league uh, uh, you know montages between games. Like you know, can you believe these fucking guys? These fucking guys. <laughs> yeah. They're still shitty. They're still shitty. Um, you know uh, Memphis B- Brooklyn getting just blown the fuck out every time blown, blown out by, God by, God by the heat.
0: heat was uh particularly distressing
1: to me we can get to that but Jesus uh, and then on top of that just there's there's no chemistry no one knows what they're doing you know uh LeBron pouts you know something fierce watching the game today it was bizarre like LeBron like uh, you know, we worry about LeBron disrespecting uh, uh, David Blatt. He was even more pronounced in being the the coach. Yeah, that got a lot of attention on Twitter. Uh, uh, with Ty Lue trying to talk to his teammates and LeBron talking over him, hey, LeBron, I just I... <sighs> it, it's 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 good. And it's important to have that guy, but a player like that on the court who has that insight, I, I'm sure he's saying smart things, good things, but. You can't have too many cooks in the kitchen. You got to have a unified voice, and LeBron's got to be backing up Ty Lue, not not making his own speeches in the huddle, unless he wants to fire Ty Lue and coach the team. But well, that would be a disaster. You need a professional coach's only job is to coach and not have to play and hit shots. It's it's just I don't know if it's if it's fixable. I'm getting I'm getting very concerned, and we're now we're now we're now coming full circle, Matty. And that I feel like – I still feel like we have the right pieces. I, I, You know, and I feel like we have the right pieces. I just I'm, – I'm now fully losing faith that Tyloo can do it. I, I will make one caveat in that he did take over this team midseason. Um, and uh, that's difficult. Yeah, that's that's difficult. true. Although it's not like he came in off the street. No. He had a, he had a relationship with these guys. Um, but he tried to make sort of a change in uh, – he was he was he was playing a specific role, and I and I know from having to take over certain roles. It, there's a there's a there's a big growth period, and in the in the fast pace of a current season, where you don't get that downtime to take a step back and analyze, you never get more than a day or two. Especially with the All Star break, they haven't had any coach and all that bullshit. I, I can throw that, that caveat out there that I I don't know that I actually want Tyloo to be gone next season if we don't you know win it all or whatever. But um, I, 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 have, I have really severe doubts that Tyler was the answer. You yeah. Know, we we need an adult, a guy who can command LeBron's respect. Who can do that besides, like, you know, Pop in, at this point? I, but, I don't know. So Mark don't, Jackson. He
0: really respects Mark Jackson. Uh, I'm just kidding. I was going to give you a heart attack there. So, oh, I – Fuck you. Fuck you. I think we're right there. I mean, w- what, has, what has Lou shown us that's great? It seemed like Love was going to get more involved uh, after the first couple games he started coaching. But that has, has more or less gone away. Mm-hmm. uh the offense the defense regressed almost immediately and while it picked back up a tiny little bit we've been playing bad teams and i read almost nothing into that he had to simplify the schemes and he's taken control of the defense back from longabardi and i that exactly. seems sort of a mess to me the offense I, i've been beating on this with with you and my brother when we're in uh in in uh, chat conversations the offense has been more of a concern to me. The defense will come and go and I sort of have some faith that it can tighten in the playoffs, but our offense just goes through long periods of being terrible. That ha- that was the case this game. Our defense got a little bad, Harden started to go bonkers, which you got to figure is going to happen. We just stopped being able to score mm-hmm. for an enormous stretch of time. That's what happened in the in the the Nets game in that fourth quarter. We just stopped being able to score. We didn't score for 6 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Memphis game, the same thing. So that that breakdown on offense is something that should never happen with this uh, team, with Love and Irving, and LeBron and all the spare parts that they have. That's unconscionable, and you, and that's on Lou. His 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 play calling looks bad. His rotations I don't trust. They came the back, out at the back, beginning of the fourth quarter without Kyrie and Love. Yes.
1: There are there are no there are no play calls. In the fourth quarter, you, you saw it again tonight against the the Rockets. Mm-hmm. It was, I mean, yes, our defense was was struggling a little bit, but also we had no answers at all for that eleven yeah. zero run. It was the offense as much as anything. We kept scoring. We scored in half those possessions. Eleven zero run. This is you know, five six point game. We have it, and we have one momentum back.
0: So, you no, know, it's it, it is hard to imagine Lou going into a chess match against Popovich and Kerr and winning, or Kerr and and winning. That seems very difficult to me. Okay, so all the reasons to hate the team. I'm going to try to talk us back a little bit, Patty. Yeah, bring us back. So, one, again, beginning of the year, I if I told you we're going to end up winning 57 games, let's give us still, we'll get to this, but let's still say we have the number one seed in the East.
1: Um, Which is not a given. We, have-
0: we, we would have uh, signature blowout wins uh, over the Thunder 2. Over the Clippers, two, one over the Spurs, um, you could feel okay. The the outside of the of these the games that we should have won that we've blown the, the only blemish really, the Heat loss is one, um, but that Warriors that Warriors for, game at home, them. the Warriors game at home is really the the bad. Well, the one Heat lost, LeBron didn't play, yeah. the one down in Miami, um, and Kyrie. So, Uh, that's true right so so you know if you if you look back on that and said that's sort of where we said we'd be fine ending up there we'd feel good about it the regular season doesn't matter we just need to get into the playoffs and then we'll be okay right so we're still sort of in that spot now the caveat on that is we also thought LeBron would sit for weeks not the whatever he's missed four or five games this year just with for rest purposes um, and outside of the injury bug that we had at the beginning of the season, we've been pretty freaking healthy since uh, the calendar turned on 2016. So the the last way I'll bring us back is I don't know if you remember this, but the first Cavs team that went to the finals 2007, we went into that playoffs and that team was so horrid and so hateable. They were doing something very similar. So you asked me at the beginning if there's been a first place team that felt like that, and I don't think there has, but they were a third or fourth place team that year and they straight up stunk coming down that was the year where we sort of pressed the reset button in the middle and traded Gooden and Larry Hughes and got back Zerbiak and Ben Wallace I remember that uh and never really put it together we lost a bunch of games to crappy teams we looked like we had no identity and just we're never going to put it together and got into the playoffs and handled our business Mm mm-hmm Um, And it didn't end well, obviously, but we were way overmatched against that Spurs team Uh, and maybe had gotten there a little too soon, but really got a rack together, came back the next year, um, took that good Celtics team, gave them all they could handle and then got into the the really good away through through 10 teams. Um, So there is, I have some precedent in my own memory with the Cavs of having a team that's this deeply frustrating in the regular season, just get to the playoffs and get, get their fucking shit together. Um, so that is that is sort of my in my memory is my hope is that they can do that this is again we have seen this team play extremely well be able to handle anybody it just has not happened consistently this season that's the frustration their highs have been pretty high this year Uh, there's just been more frequent and lower lows than I anticipated
1: yeah I I, not to stop your positive note but to but to Push back with reality. I think you'll agree with me on all these points. Um, It's disconcerting that we're just counting on the Cavs showing something we haven't seen since last year's playoffs.
0: 100%. Oh, I agree with you.
1: Right. Two, it's disconcerting that um, the biggest problem I had with Blatt's Cavs is that when the going got tough – They fell back on terrible habits of bad ball movement and jacking up threes. I don't mind jacking up threes, but you can't, when the going gets tough, just keep jacking up threes. You have to start getting some easy baskets. Or at least run an offense. Run an offense. The threes are
0: fine if they're coming in the flow of a good offense. offense.
1: Again, I do worry, though, when you're on your heels. There's something about this. I wish there was a good mathematical regression of, I don't know how you do this, but, like, you know, when you're giving up a 6-0 run with a lead, Right, if you with a lead and you take a three-pointer, I feel like the odds on that shot going in are like twenty, you know, like ten to twenty percent. Okay, this is
0: this is this is that's this is this is this is is, total
1: speculation. No, but you know what I mean. It's the feeling I have as a fan watching when I see my team giving up. They have a lead and they're giving up a a little mini run, and they launch a three. I feel horrible about the shot. I feel horrible about it. Until it goes in, of course. But, like, it's just, like, but the Cavs just, when that happens, I feel like all they're doing is launching threes. Well, so they might sure. even have wide open shots. And again, if it comes to the floor of the offense, I, I tend to agree. That, well, that was that,
0: the problem tonight, and that's we when you felt the lead slipping away and knew it was going to happen, is that you knew that the Rockets were going to get, and part of that is Harden was getting calls, but Harden gets calls. Yeah. Uh, that they were going to be able to put up points, and Beasley was doing his thing, and just had that they were like, okay, they're going to start scoring here. And they'd had a bad first half so that some of that was predictable but you also saw the Cavs just have absolutely no flow and if an open three point shot wasn't going they had absolutely no other offense to go to yeah there was no posting love at the elbows and running action off of him there was nothing
1: run there was no uh, you know passing the ball. it's just it's it's just back to the same bad habits yep and that's the problem is i don't see us not go we're going to fall back on those habits in the playoffs right and lebron is not a sell for that no
0: if you want to be critical of him in a in a Verstigi sort of way, uh, he has some of those same issues. He just happens to be an extremely good basketball player that can do a lot of stuff and get away with a lot of that. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, no, I agree with you, man. Let's let's talk about the Zach Lopez for a second. Yeah, that's good and relevant to this conversation. Yeah, exactly. Too.
1: I think that's a good pivot point. Um, I mean, what's your summary? How would you summarize the uh, the piece? What 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 are your big takeaways from it? I think
0: it's two things. One, it is highly conceivable that the pieces we have just don't work with each other. Mm-hmm. And two, even if they can work, and it's it's possible that they can, it, it gave me zero confidence that this coaching staff has any idea how to do it.
1: Yeah. My- zero.
0: That was the most concerning thing for me was them being like, yeah, we're just figuring out that this can't work. Or we have no idea how to do this. And maybe quotes, that's just smokescreen quotes, but I don't think they're
1: smart enough to give smokescreen quotes. The quotes for the coaches were damning. I mean, just, just damning. They were really uh, hard. Uh, LeBron Love pick and roll. It sounded good to a lot of people, but it's something we haven't been able to take advantage of. These are teams to scheme against. They switch and we're stuck with an isolation. You really have no other fucking you know uh, moves to roll off that. Tyron Lue has not Has the to sort of pick and pops. You would think because teams switch it. Well, then what do you fucking do? Don't you have any other like ancillary plays that roll off that? Like just, it's, <laughs> right. it's like
0: it's like off-ball stuff does not exist.
1: It's like what you you don't have any secondary action. Uh, uh there's another. You one. can't
0: roll. You can't run picks for Kyrie to get open. Picks for JR off to bat? get open off of that. When yeah. that's happening,
1: you, you know, people are not paying t- paying attention to that. You can't run any other shit. Just,
0: yeah, as you know, our other three players have to be stationary outside of the three point arc, someplace. So there's nothing we can do. And it it was that that was.
1: Boylan bad says. To me. Boylan says we had players thinking too much. That was his explanation for the defense. uh Liu, uh, uh It can be hard for us to get to that lineup. That lineup being, uh, uh, I believe Thompson Love. know, which one was it? I think that's the one. Thompson, Love, and James. Yeah. Three power forwards in the fourth. It's going to be hard to, to get to that lineup. Why? What's holding back? Hey, uh, you're the coach. Uh, just put them in. Uh, it's just, uh,
0: that was a tough piece. So each of those things, I think we talked about this before we got on the air, Pat, and this was something I worried about openly when you told me that to, I was being too worried and uh, when we still could have done something about it, but that the, these pieces just don't quite work together. Um there may be something to that. And I, I, I strongly suspect Jason Lloyd said this earlier this week. Uh if they don't win this year, as especially if there's a flame out before the finals, oh, yeah. it gets blown up. Yeah. Uh we'll get into LeBron stuff. I don't think LeBron can leave, but well, uh love getting traded and or Kyrie getting traded. Um might not be the worst idea, depending on what they can get back.
1: Well, let's let yeah, let me let me share two more quotes from the article. Uh the I ending mean, quotes uh um uh, one was Tyron Lewis saying it's time for everyone to stop glare, stop all the glaring and just compete. I mean, Jesus Christ. Uh, and then the best line of the piece is uh, um, from, from Zach Lowe is, the Cavs lead the league in shrugged shoulders, side eyes, and finger pointing. Even the Kings are impressed. <laughs> I mean. Do right. you really feel like there's that much of that on the team? Oh, God, yeah. Outside all of LeBron? All the time. Uh, LeBron's the, the the most the most demonstrative, but like we saw him and TT T. getting into it. Kevin Love doesn't know where he's supposed to be. They're always like, oh, what? what, what? I, which to me, again, is indicative of bad coaching.
0: That seems like it to me.
1: Now, again, uh, you know. This or is a team
0: I, that's just totally uncoachable and like LeBron. Yeah. But LeBron has shown an ability to be coached before. I mean, I know it's not easy with him. Mm-hmm. Um but he bought into a system in Miami, for sure.
1: Took him to took took uh, uh, the middle took of the with him. That's true. For sure.
0: But we're, I mean, we're getting to that point here. Um, I mean, honestly, our inability to win with LeBron feels super damning to, to Love and Kyrie to me. Mm-hmm. As players. Yeah. Super damning. For both of them, and we felt that way last year when LeBron was out for that stretch of games uh, mm. that we went one in ten or whatever during, and we're just getting blown out by teams. I
1: mean, um, it's interesting that the, the piece talks about how uh, uh, you know the Cavs might have actually traded Love to Boston um, at the If deadline. they had
0: lowballed us,
1: but, but Boston naturally gave us a lowball um, Scott uh, Scott Fuller offer. Uh, let's go- <laughs> Yeah. Danny Ainge is the is the, uh, is the Scott Fuller of the NBA. Just all all he gives is lowball offers, and he keeps giving them because some fucking asshole takes it.
0: Well, I I don't know. I I mean, I think a lot of the stuff you hear is that the the Celtics are going to have to overpay for something just because they're going to want a guy and they have too many they have too many draft picks to to take. Yes. Yeah. And too many guys that are good, solid rotation guys, if not stars, that mm-hmm. they're going to have to to give them for somebody. It wouldn't surprise me if they were lowballing. us. it wouldn't surprise me if they didn't really love all of Bill Simmons takes about how much better love could do there that's it's solely got to be because of coaching because he's gotten the opportunity he just has shot terribly and now looks that, my brother was saying this tonight yeah. is just looks totally scared of the big moment right now
1: I, 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 I totally feels confident nowhere no, I know this just as an athlete like uh, when you don't what do you, you mean
0: as an athlete?
1: As an athlete, <laughs> you know, I As a mouth. I like,
0: as an athlete, but tell us how it is as an athlete. Pat, Matt, I'm glad we have you here.
1: The, I understand as an athlete. Um, the sad thing is, I am like the athlete of our group uh, of our group of friends.
0: So people are going to find this so objectionable. But I, know are.
1: I know, they I know, but but I but I'm right. I was always in better shape in our twenties. Um, keep going. Keep, going. keep going. I still challenge anyone to a foot race. <laughs> next gathering um, anyway uh, <laughs> but uh uh no no uh, w- w- yeah, when, I, when i'm playing ultimate uh and i have been out of you know uh, uh out of for what where i'm playing with like a pick team where you don't know where to be mm-hmm. your rhythm's off your confidence off like your confidence is off and like you know y- your ability to execute just kind of falls off a little bit and shots shots are so much confidence you know and if you don't feel like you're in the right spot, you don't feel in the right rhythms. everything's off. And I, I'm sort of not surprised that even though they're spot up shots, he's just not hitting them. Um, if he's just, he's not being used in a way that, that makes sense. Like, I'm obviously making excuses for giving him up. And, and they are excuses. He's not playing well. He's not playing well for this team. Uh, so the, but I wonder how much of it is him and how much of it is this coaching staff just completely wasting the amount of talent that we Yeah. Have. So I-
0: no, I know. I hard uh, I want I wanna keep us moving, Pat, because I'm conscious of the here. We're, we're, so I agree. We're already five over. So I wanna do <laughs> I wanna say two quick things. One, I encourage everybody to read that Zach Lowe piece It ran on ESPN today. It's 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 good and worthwhile. And two, I think the the one thing I'd think about if I was this staff, and Lowe doesn't really say this, is to really stagger Kyrie and Love's minutes. Because mm-hmm. the Cavs have actually played really well in games where either one of those guys has sat. Mm-hmm. Um each of them play pretty well with LeBron without the other one there. And if you are a smart coach, you can figure out ways to get that. I'm not saying you don't, you can still start them both. You don't need to take that away from them. Um, but stagger their minutes more and stagger their minutes with LeBron. We've got the other pieces around them to do that the mm-hmm. um, backcourt and frontcourt. Um, and this team showed last year in the playoffs that it could get by without both of them. To, to, a, to a certain level. There's just a lower ceiling and certainly with one of them. Uh, so I'd like to see them try to do a little bit more of that and hopefully get both of those guys going. Especially Kyrie with, with the ability to do the microwave stuff like I talked about earlier. Run him out there with the second union and, unit and let him be the creator um, yep. just for shorter stretches of time. And if he starts doing the dribble to infinity uh, stuff, get LeBron back in there. Um, there's potential there. So anyways, there's it is. These are these are tough times for Cavs fans. Um, you know, it's especially with the the Warriors doing what the Warriors do. Although Pat, they are losing to the the Wizards at home by five points right now.
1: That's exciting. They'll probably win.
0: Um, but there is some reason for hope, and we'll get into that more in the uh, in in our in our postseason preview. So let's talk about LeBron real quick. Let's yeah. Do yeah. Four four minutes on LeBron. Um, so what do you make it? There's all the there's all the social media stuff, his his tweeting. Um, there's the that video surfaced, uh, the, which is very spotty, of him pulling his jersey over his mouth and telling uh, Dwayne Wade after that Miami loss, uh, like, it's, I can't remember what the exact quote of yours, but it's like, if things blow up this year, I'll come back down and we'll do something special. Something like that. Right.
1: right. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah. And Wade's saying, that's yeah. great. I don't buy that because he said, "Let me know, let me know." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's hard to hear what he's saying. Uh, you know, the the, the Oh, you can hear saying. what he's saying clearly. I'm just wondering really? if
0: somebody overdubbed it. Oh yeah, you can hear
1: it. Uh, overdubbed it? Yeah, uh, it, it, it felt it felt pretty muffled to me, and uh, I couldn't hear it that clearly. The, the the it didn't it didn't necessarily match the. Uh, uh, you know, transcript that was put up on the screen. But, I
0: mean, uh, why would LeBron go and say that to Dwayne Wade in front of cameras after the game, even with a jersey over his mouth? It doesn't make any I We hinted at this earlier. I don't think LeBron's going anywhere after this year. I think he's got no. too much.
1: He's already making jokes about, like, you know, the banana peel thing, which is pretty funny, where he's like, What, LeBron, why, you know, he, he did, someone took a video of him. He posted on social media where he's had a, a banana in his hand. And he goes, He says to the camera, LeBron, why are you eating a banana? Are you trying to slip slide your way out of Cleveland? Like, you know, yeah. like yeah. I was like, all right, that's funny. That's funny.
0: That's and, and honestly, the whole thing about the 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 old the old age super team of him and Paul and, yeah. and Anthony I mean, and Wade. That doesn't bother me. He was like, Yeah, someday I'd love to play with all those guys. We'd all have to take pay cuts. It that doesn't bother me at all. No. I will say I wish he was a little smarter about it because it's a distraction and he brings it on himself.
1: And he, and he knows how how we are about this after what he did you know for sure he, he knows how
0: we are i got to i don't know it's got to bug his teammates the beat reporters have sort of indicated that it does on some level i don't think mm-hmm. they react like we do but i think it bugs them a little bit okay. um i i i really would rather he
1: did not do it yeah agreed um, and I, I, I don't I honestly. I don't. And leader. it
0: makes me question his leadership style in general. Yeah, which there was a, Brian Windhorst had a little piece about that earlier in the week too, and yeah, I think but, that's right. I mean, it's just yeah,
1: but fuck Windhorst.
0: I'm I, sorry. I, 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 for, with with basic intel, I agree with you, but as a read on his. His leadership style, I think that's.
1: I, I happen that's to agree. Right. I happen to agree there's a big problem with, with his leadership style. But the horse has these weird bones to pick that, like, it's just he brings about a at random ass times, and it, it's starting to wear on me a little bit. It, it, like, Windhorst, it's the weird thing is, wind is an opinion guy versus a. a I don't know. I, I have a very mixed view on Wendy. But as far as LeBron's leadership style, I, I you know, I, what I feel like he's doing is just trying to do too much. He's putting, he's putting the, the, the weight of his decision in 2010 on his shoulders. The weight of what he left behind and, and what he hasn't done yet for this town. I feel like he's putting it on his shoulders and trying to do too much. And I think it's wearing on the guys. Like, I, mean, I, I remember that time early in the season when I think uh, JR, no, not Jared, RJ Jefferson was drinking something or, or, or like that. And LeBron came in and kind of like gave him a look. And he's like, LeBron, it's water. Like, it's not beer. Like, calm down. Like, it was yeah. that weird moment, you know, when the veteran was like LeBron, calm the fuck down. Like, I'm yeah, more than you. I'm not drinking a beer. It's all right. I'm serious. Like, I, that, more, than,
0: more than anything with LeBron, I feel like he is not a great leader, mm-hmm. in and off the court. He's an amazing basketball player, and the shit that he gets from the likes of the vile, stiggy thins is absurd. Yes, it's the best thing to ever happen to Cleveland basketball. We should thank our lucky stars we have him every day. Mm-hmm. But he is, he is a man. And he is not a great leader. Hmm. I, I, I sincerely believe that he is not great on the basketball court. I love what he does. There's some nitpick if we want, um, but he is not a great leader.
1: Maybe it, look. Maybe this is the thing. I mean, the one thing that's been nice about LeBron is how he is self-reflective and does change. It takes a long time. He's slow, but like the big deal about how he played out Miami his first year how he really came back and kind of reshaped his game, reshaped his focus and changed his social media habits, all that mm-hmm. crap. Uh, and he changed his game. He changed his style. He changed the way he approached his coach. He changed all this stuff. You know, the first year he had his whole plan. Like, now I know what I'm doing. And he had his whole, you know, thing. And he kind of carried the team on his back. Everyone kind of, and it worked out that way because everyone got hurt, so he had to carry the team. Um, and so this year he came with a certain approach, and it's clearly just not worked. No. So maybe he, you know – goes and talk, you know talks to his famous basketball friends and they give him their advice and he takes part i don't know i mean every, the problem is every year we don't win we' are running out of time and um oh for sure
0: and the, and then the, the, what this thing that's going on in golden State is just a i somebody talked about that too i do think horror that's, that's got to be in his head a little I was bit. with him a little bit yeah yeah i think um, that's right
1: um briefly do you want to make a daryl point before we move on
0: Oh, very quick JR point. I was listening to a Simmons had David Duchovny on this week, uh, which was actually uh, very interesting. I like Duchovny, but they managed to talk some shit about JR. And uh, Simmons said he just can't imagine a team with JR. He can't imagine JR ever winning a championship. I just wanted to take 20 seconds to stand up for JR and remind everybody how much I love him.
1: Oh, he's and,
0: and that the shit he got in the playoffs last year for knocking Jay Crowder the fuck out uh, is totally unwarranted. Completely what right that now. Celtics team did in that playoff series is unconscionable. It doesn't get enough talk. Oh, my God. They intentionally mucked up, got way too physical. The refs allowed it in a the series they had
1: more no close
0: in. In, uh, in game four, really submarine. the
1: back of the fucking head, poking with the base of his fucking palm. And so, yeah, yeah he got punched in the goddamn face. and just, <laughs> I'm Yeah, and, and, and I –
0: God bless Jr. Smith. That all-time quote. He's gonna wait a long time for that apology.
1: God damn he right. He
0: got. He wanted to get chippy. It got chippy.
1: You're goddamn right. He's right. I love Jr.'s attitude. Love him so much. Um, Jr. Smith winning an NBA Finals. I mean, just no, even if you it with another team, it will make me so goddamn happy. No,
0: I I uh, I really like Jr. So I just wanted to take a second to defend him. That's I had a time.
1: brief. I had a brief silver lining about Curry. Um, Seth Curry. Uh, I recently discovered that he's. Um, uh, a spokesman for Brita Water Filters. Um, if you watch his ad, I'm not entirely convinced that this is not a punk job that's making him look like uh, Derek Zoolander in oh, really? Zoolander, where he says, Water is the essence of moisture. Moisture, moisture is <laughs> the essence <laughs> right. of water. Bloop, bloop. Yeah. Man, dad. Oh, man, the whole, what's the ad? If you see it on, I, I that's, it's...
0: Moisture is the essence of beauty and water is the essence
1: of moisture. <laughs> that's right, something like that. Holy shit, he keeps talking about water and pure and it's, it's, it look, it, it, and it's just, it's awful. Oh, well, I'll look that It's up. such a horrible ad. It's, it's like Zoolander. It's, I can't believe he doesn't know he's being pumped. Uh, briefly, so, so again, Winning the East, the magic number seven, uh, does, is it important to you, Maddie?
0: Uh, it is. I mean, I guess based on everything I said before, it shouldn't be. But for some reason, psychologically, that means something to me. And it would be a shame to shame to blow it. The Raptors are not, not good. They're not. They're not catching us right now either. No. Um, so just just a quick refresh to remind everybody: we've got the Nets Thursday, followed by the Hawks on Friday. The tough Nets. The pesky Nets. Yeah. Uh, the Hornets, who do look good on Sunday, yep. uh, then the Bucks the next Tuesday. Pacers next Wednesday uh, the bulls a few days after that and then finish off with the Hawks and then the pistons so you know Lou said he's gonna sit the guys each of the big three a couple more times he said he'd like to get Deli some rest in there We need to go seven and one to secure it uh, depending on what the, the Raptors do I'd, I'd like them to get it yeah it's not I, necessary but I'd, I'd think just for just so I don't have to hear about them coughing it up more than anything.
1: Agreed. I like to rest Delhi on a night when we're playing the big three. We um, get give Mo Williams some more reps. He looked great tonight. He was some threes. It's good. Um, I also would like us not to rest any of the big, big three, so long as the Raptors are within one game. I think that has to be a rule.
0: Oh, and I'll tell you what, Pat. We're going to know soon because the Raptors actually have they end very easy on a Knicks, Sixers, Nets run, which should be all wins for them. Yep. But prior to that, it's the Hawks. The Grizzlies, the still frisky grizzlies who are doing something incredible. Is uh, awesome. the, yeah. the Spurs who may sit people or may not, but are tough either way. The Hornets, the Hawks, and the Pacers. So they, they got a tough schedule too. So we should get it. We yeah. should get it.
1: Yeah. Um but I we don't deserve it. No. We don't no. deserve no. it. No. Alright. Um all right, let's leave this this uh, sad uh this unbelievably sad first place in the Eastern Conference team. Yeah, just, just what the fuck, man. Pat, let's uh, get excited. It's springtime. Springtime. Springtime for <laughs> the Indians. <laughs> uh, yeah. So 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 Monday, season starting. You're excited. Oh, I'm super pumped, man. Get me pumped up,
0: Maddie. Get
1: I am pumped super up. pumped. Get everyone pumped
0: up. Let's go. I have to. I have to. Uh, I have to couch this a little bit by saying that i was super pumped up last year and things <laughs> things didn't quite work out although that season after april once they made the switch and brought lindor up was much less disastrous than it than it felt and they had a couple bad bad breaks go their way um i'm really excited for this team man i like that they're floating under the radar a little bit the royals winning in the world series mean they're getting a lot of attention mm-hmm. um, and there's uh, a few other teams in the american league that are that are rightly getting a lot of attention i think the rangers are going to be good seattle's a lot better um Detroit is still invested a ton of money in in and a couple big free agents mm-hmm. um but I like this Indians team man I like them a lot um What do you like about them So things I like one still starting pitching is is excellent and looked really really good this spring mm-hmm. um Salazar looks strong remember he wasn't even they sent him down to the minors to start last year He had to work his way back in he's Good and set at number three. Kluber and Carrasco have looked fantastic. People especially expect Carrasco to really bust loose this year, even right. more than he did last year. And even that back end, uh, Bauer has looked good. They're talking about him fighting for the five spot with Tomlin and uh, Anderson getting the the four slot. Looks fantastic. Um, outfield was really a concern, and it's a little wonky. Uh, they knew Brantley had that surgery right at the beginning of the off season, was going to miss some time. He came back way faster.
1: Yeah, he there's looks some, good, right?
0: Yeah, there was some thought he was going to be ready for opening day. They're being cautious with him, which is good.
1: And Maddie, and, Maddie, Maddie, speaking of the outfield, um, I, there's a rumor I'm hearing that Tyler Naquin might be a baseball Jesus. Baseball Jesus. He's he's like hitting 480 or oh, something like oh, that Oh, oh spring yeah, training. Yeah, yeah. I'm like six that. home runs. He's. I'm sorry, I jumped up the gun here, Maddie, but I've, that's the one thing I've heard about spring training is that Tyler Naquin, our our great white hope, <laughs> is 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 crushing no, he, the ball. He's
0: looked really good. He put him put in uh, some time last year, got some muscle. He's hitting with some more power, which is just a bonus if we can get that from him. I was hoping he'd get in there. He'd hit pretty well in the minors, uh, and can play a decent center field. So that seemed like mm-hmm. enough. If he's if he's got doubles, power, and even maybe a little homer pop, that's a huge thing. Uh, the the won- The other wonky thing is that Chisenhall had a terrible spring, and is mm-hmm. hurting on the DL to start. Um, mm-hmm. So their outfield is weird and thin to start the year. Uh, they signed Marlon Byrd right at the end of uh, spring training, who's like a million years old, but also feels like one of those guys that can just – you can wake him up when he's 50 and he could step up and hit a double against somebody. Uh, mm-hmm. So I like him being in the lineup. Um, so it's him, Rajai Davis, who they signed in the offseason, who looked okay and will be fine for one year until the, their good guys come up. Naquin, who looked great, and then uh, they had a, a a glut of sort of mediocre quadruple-A guys, uh, and this dude, uh, Cowgill, made the team. Uh, I think he'll just be there until Brantley and, and uh, Chisenhall get healthy. But fifth outfielder, Jose Ramirez, had an excellent spring. Uh, super excited to use him. He's one of those guys that Francona loves because he can play everywhere and gives him a ton of flexibility. Uh, and he played outfield. He started playing outfield this spring. So he can play a little center, left field for sure and center field in a pinch, um, which is just nice versatility. I think Francona is a manager that can use that really well. The other interesting thing is third base, where Giovanni Urshela had a monster spring. Looked mm-hmm. really, really good. They're starting him uh, in AAA because they want him to play every day. Mm-hmm. And Juan Uribe, who they also signed a little bit later in spring training, looked pretty good. Uh, he,
1: he also looks like he's about sixty years old. Oh and
0: yeah, he's got. But is, no, he's got one of the. Yeah, he. He's a, I mean, one of is, those great be, baseball players who does not look like an athlete.
1: I've um, seen the picture of him. I'm like, what the fuck is this? A coach?
0: Yeah, tell yeah. me he, this is a coach. He's old and he looks like that, but he's supposed to be a great <laughs> locker room guy. He's won before. I know that means less in baseball, maybe than other places, but I like that. I like him having that all influence. All right, and for right. a team sort of devoid of of real veteran leadership and looking for. The Kluber, Brantley, Gomes group to step up. I, I'd like him there and wouldn't surprise me if Urshela hits his way in. And that's just good for the future. Um, Napoli had a really nice spring. Gomes has hit five or six home runs this spring and looks good. Mm. Uh, Kipnis had a little bit of a rough spring, but I'm not so worried about him. If Lindor, Lindor is right where we want him. Uh, and it's going to be
1: amazing. Oh, well, are we getting a better name, nickname for Lindor this year? What was the name we ended up with last year? I don't think we settled on anything good. Cisco kid is no good. Man. Yeah.
0: His nickname is still to emerge, I think. Yeah. Uh, but he's going to be so much fun, and he's flying under the radar a little bit still because Carlos Correa, who also had a monster spring, mm-hmm. um, is getting all the attention. But it, I listen, man, I like that they're, they're not on the cover of Sports Illustrated.
1: Speaking, uh, of which, speaking of which, speaking I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, Sports Illustrated tweeted out all four of their regional covers this year. You know, of course, last year uh, the Indians were on one of the regional covers, mm-hmm. uh, and I was furious, rightly so. About the, uh, uh, I was excited about the tribe, and that meant they were cursed. Our uh, our idiot friend uh, Scooter McGee uh, said, "I don't believe in curses. Ridiculous." Our same friend doesn't like the Cavs anymore, uh, and of course, we were cursed. Ah, uh, this year it's the Mets, uh, the Astros, the Cubs, and the Giants, and, then, and they 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 tweet out each of the covers, which Illustrated did, uh, uh, SI now. Then they followed up with quote they, they they, tweeted the Indians at Indians we left you alone this year that's what you wanted right? Swear to yeah. God they sent that tweet. Cleveland Indians respond with, new phone who's this? <laughs> did they really? That's <laughs> true. <too. laughs> it was fantastic. I was so happy. Oh, it was so God! Good. God
0: bless whoever's running the Indians' Twitter feed. That's uh, fabulous.
1: I I will say, Cavs Twitter has been savaging uh, uh, for for all last year. Uh, Indians and Browns Twitter. Uh, uh, the guy who runs it, whoever it was, uh, or maybe still is, but it's the same guy or a new guy. Got their shit now. You got yeah, that, shit now. That was, that's
0: fabulous. That was been, that was damn, that was fantastic.
1: So I, so
0: I think, um, listen, I'm super excited for this year. I'm I'm a one of the few remaining big baseball fans out there, uh, but mm-hmm. really looking forward to it. And I think I said this earlier. I think we want to see uh, a little more pop on this team. So I think we need six to eight guys that are going to hit eighteen to thirty home runs. I think mm-hmm. we have that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the defense is there and sharp I like went out in center for that and we know what the infield can do mm-hmm. Um, I feel good man I, I feel like we got 90 wins in us uh, compete for the championship and certainly a wild card and then it's silly predicting anything in baseball beyond that let's see where we could go but we should be competitive this year and a really fun team Um, it's good guys there's not assholes on this team and even those vets that we brought in are fun and I think guys are going to like
1: now, Maddie, in our, in our dark years, uh, I reverted from my uh, season pass on MLB.com, which, by the way, is fantastic. You get, you mm-hmm. get, it's, it's a fantastic package. You can watch any game, radio, anywhere your phone. It's, 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 a, it's a great – you should get it so you can listen to the tribe uh, or watch them wherever on your phone when you have downtime. Because it's the great thing about baseball. You don't have to watch the whole Tim thing. You just tune them when you can. Right. Yeah, long fucking seasons. Tune in when you can, and just just be a part of it. Uh, now, in years past, I have done the monthly option, Maddie. Mm-hmm. I want to see if they're going to be relevant. Last years, they've they've hung around, and I've not gotten a good deal. I, I basically paid month to month the entire season. Um, is it it's, recommendation for our listeners? If, if for for our tribe fan listeners, buy the season pass or buy the monthly pass. So you can bail if they get bad, if if they tank.
0: Man, uh, it is not in the history of Francona teams here to tank going down the stretch. We start Mm -hmm. slow, Uh, so I think if you're going to start, if you're going to start at the beginning of the year, do it all the way through. I think you'd be if you're not a huge baseball fan, I think you're better off waiting, and then going month to month. um, You know, once we're through the NBA finals, if that's taking your attention, and then you want to, and then you want to turn to it. If you're a big baseball fan, go from go go for the season.
1: All right, I'm I'm gonna go for the season. You you, you sold me. Uh, brief, brief briefly, who's starting uh, uh, rotation? Uh, do I don't think they have. I don't think
0: they've finalized it yet. As no, I was I, earlier I, today.
1: I meant I meant, I'm I'm asking for you, Maddie. You give me your starting rotation. Who's your starting rotation for this team?
0: For them, Kluber, Carrasco, uh, Salazar, and I like Bauer and Anderson and Tomlin out of the pen. Um, and they'll use all the, yeah. Yeah. They're out of options with him and they signed him. I like him there and they'll guys get hurt. They'll cycle through everybody like that.
1: Who's four and five.
0: Um, I think Bauer four Anderson five.
1: Okay. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. You're saying Bauer, Anderson and Tomlin will rotate out of the four or five and then also bullpen.
0: They are most confident, they're 100% confident using Tomlin out of the bullpen. He's done it previously. Mm-hmm. They're much less confident with Anderson, and they flitted around with it with Bauer a little bit last year. I think there's concerns about his head a little bit there. Yeah. So if Anderson's not in the rotation, they'll send him to Triple A. He's got options, mm-hmm. he can handle it. Uh, if Tomlin's not, um, he can be in the bullpen and be
1: just fine. And how's what's what's our, our lineup going to be like? Who's our who's who's leadoff? Who's, that's, so who, that's
0: super interesting too. It's it's there's, Frank Cone has been joking around about. It. He's hit a ton of different guys in the leadoff spot. But yeah, yeah. And without Brantley there, who slots in? Norm Hill will slot in in the three hole. Uh, it's sort of unclear. They could start Rajai Davis one, hit Lindor. I'm talking about hitting Lindor three now with him out. So Rajai Davis one, Kipnis two, Lindor three. And then into like your Napoli, uh, Santana to go. Whatever the the, the rest of it will vary. Francona doesn't. I like this about Francona. He doesn't do uh, a super shit. set. Yeah, and, and a super I set like lineup. That. He'll mix it up all the time, depending on pitching matchups and and who he feels is hot. Uh, I got no problem with that. He was toying around with batting Santana lead off earlier because he's got such a good on base percentage. Um,
1: really? Is how how is Bradley I, than us? How how what? Uh, how, how is he? How is he compared to everyone else?
0: I think he's got the highest on base percentage on the team. Quite, I mean, he walks like a maniac. That's I. You know, I just don't think I realized that. Oh yeah, he's always in the top. I he's Five, a good five in the five in the league and and based on balls, he's he's mm. tremendously good at that. What we need him to do is is club some home runs this year, and he's looked okay in the spring mm. too. So, um, That's nice. yeah, no set lineup, but a lot of fun guys and a lot of moving pieces and a lot of. Um, it's almost like National League uh, baseball that they get to play because Francona gets to move pieces around so much and yeah. shift guys later in the game and use pinch hitters a lot. There's a ton of versatility uh, in this lineup, which he which he likes a lot and I think is fun too. Mm-hmm. So should be a fun season.
1: I like it. Uh, so you, you gave me a prediction prediction let, let, Let's should we move on to the Browns? Yeah, let's talk,
0: let's talk brownies.
1: Five we, minutes we, on the Browns
0: yeah, before we wrap.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say we're we're clearly going overtime uh, this time, Matty. I don't think it's my fault. I think I've been very, I think I've been very restrained today. You've been pretty good. Yeah, that's all it takes—the strep throat. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see if we can do that. We'll,
0: I'll see what I can do for the playoffs <laughs> to get you sick. Of a conversation right, so, with Arthur.
1: So the so the big down news: uh, uh, the Browns let uh, two fifths of our offensive line go. Yeah. They let uh, what? Did both of our safeties go, or is Dante uh, uh, Whitner still on the team? Whitner is still on the team, I think. I don't think they've released him. But there's a lot of talk about him not being here next year, I, yep. I, I thought at one point. So he it's still early. You know, I I, I wouldn't. Whitner should not count on being here. But we lost uh, uh, our former Pro Bowl safety. Mm-hmm. Um, Gibson. His name. Gibson, thank you. Uh, we also lost Carlos Be- Danby. Yep, B Rabbit. We also lost Travis Benjamin. Uh who else? Anyone else? Craig Robertson,
0: linebacker. Oh, he lost Craig Robertson? I liked him.
1: Yep. It's it like a guy just to have on your team. Uh okay, lost him. Uh what have we gained, Maddie? Patty. What? Have we Patty. gained someone? Is is there a new is a new player on the grounds?
0: Patty, I hope you like Subway Sandwiches. I, in fact i do like some of my sandwiches that's fabulous because we have one of their national spokespeople i think he's still a national now they must have dropped him by now <laughs> there's no way he made he made it through <laughs> two years of not playing uh, former second round pick he was worth three first round picks in a trade what oh pat sorry the the I just saw the Steph Curry Britta commercial. It's ridiculous.
1: It was <laughs> on in the background. Isn't it is amazing? Yes. Isn't it is amazing? He might as well be a merman. Yeah. A merman. That's I, absurd. The water's I, following him around on the court. Oh my god. And they keep saying the shit mean, listening to it. The shit he says is like, water is the essence of who you are. He says water is the essence of something I mean, it's straight from the fucking movie. That's like, fabulous. I have the, I'm. I'm searching Twitter right now whether the uh, Steph Curry thing has has, has happened.
0: Uh, so Patty, we signed RG three. Yeah.
1: How do you how do you feel? RG, oh, R- Bob Griffin,
0: the third. <laughs> the third one.
1: The third Bob Griffin, get the fuck out of here. Uh, yeah, Everyone's already talking about this, by the way. Uh, Steph Curry is to back basketball what Derek Zoolander is to male modeling. All right, <laughs> it's so great. All right, anyway, uh, I like. Um, I I I like the move. I think you don't. Um, let Let's start with Stiggy's take. Because why not? He, sure he, he is our he is our Donald Trump. Um, I believe his take was: I love this
0: as long as they don't take a quarterback number two. I love this only if we
1: put all of our eggs into <laughs> yeah. broken quarterback basket yeah only if we throw everything into this and make this work uh i mean like part of me gets his point i, I get his point the idea being uh uh there's a lot of skills to build around i i I, there, I mean the reason i'm optimistic the reason why i like this move is because there's a lot to like in robert griffin's skill set if you build around him yeah the problem is he has got hasn't played in two years gotta like that Two yeah, ACL surgeries. Exactly. I don't like that. Injury prone, attitude issues. Beat uh, out my Colt Locker. McCoy. Gotta <laughs> like that. Yeah, Jesus. So all those horrible things. I'm like, no. Like I'm with you that there's a lot of upside here, and and put him in the arms, uh, you know, arms of a coach that, you know, uh, ha- you know can make a great quarterback out of uh, uh, the Red Rocket. Uh, who I'm, I'm still not impressed by when I watch him for the football. He has good results. I just I'm not, I'm never impressed watching him. Hey, are you by Dalton? Yeah, no. like, like, his results are look good, but are you ever scared by Dalton?
0: No, nobody's ever scared him.
1: Are you ever like that's a great quarterback? No, you're like oh, oh, good for him, good for him. Like, that's how you are. Whereas when you watch Robert Griffin when he was playing well certainly you're like holy shit, this guy's terrifying. Right? Uh, so there's that, there's that upside to it Two, Uh, we are a disaster of a team right now. We lost like all the good players on our team. No, we are going to be really bad, really bad. There was some bullshit, terrible article that, said, are the Cleveland Browns of 2016, the least
0: talented team ever.
1: Like dude, fuck you. The 1999 Browns would have something to, would would beg to differ. That's Let what I wrote do. back to it. You're what? stealing yeah. my, you're stealing my material, Pat. Uh, well, yes, I am. Sorry, I, I apologize for stealing your thunder. I, I forgot that you said. Not that. now.
0: I just, I just wanted credit for it.
1: Yeah. No, no. I just, I just, I just, I totally forgot you said that. <laughs> it's one of those things where I totally, totally grok that as my own, my own take.
0: That that team was horrible, man.
1: Horrible. As, I think as you, as you pointed out. Uh, <laughs> That wasn't even the least talented football team in Cleveland Browns history. Yeah. Let alone football That's history.
0: so short-sighted.
1: Fuck you. And also, I'm sorry, the 0-16 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Like, fuck you. Like, those guys didn't win a single fucking game.
0: The 0-14 Tampa Bay Buccaneers? 14. Or the 0-16, the 0-16 Lions?
1: Oh, fuck. The, is that winning a game, really? Holy shit. Yeah, yeah
0: like four years ago. That really they had happened. Megatron. That really happened? So it happened. Really? I think I think that's right before they got Stafford, right?
1: Holy shit! I thought they won at least one game.
0: No, no, they went over for, for sure.
1: Shows that shows how. Yeah, there you go. That shows how little I was paying attention in two thousand eight. All right, Patty. So you like it? Well, look, I I I like I like the gamble on this because the grounds are terrible. So why not the fuck take a risk on this? We're going to be garbage next year. Absolute garbage.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, as you said, now look, my stance is, which is uh, our, our friend, you know, friend Dave damning me at this point, is I like the move as long as we also draft a quarterback. Absolutely, we have to draft quarterback number two. Uh, one, even if you take Prestige, you know, uh, stance of that Robert Griffin's the truth, uh, and Amen, and everything, or even like you know Mike Greenberg, uh, the you know Mike and Mike guy. Uh, was say how he does, you know, he loves his move for Robert Griffin and Cleveland, but not if they take a quarterback in the second round of pick. Then he has no idea what the hell we're doing. I like, what the fuck? What? Like, first of all, there's no guarantee. It makes no You know, there's a huge, like, it's like 20% chance of this working out for us. Uh, three, like, you gotta take as many chances as you can. Like, I don't think we're gonna ruin a, a, a rookie quarterback by giving the reins to Robert Griffin when he gets here. And if Robert Griffin blows up, the rookie comes in. That's that's it. Yeah. Robert, Griffin Robert Griffin has a two-year time stamp. That's it. Uh, if he was great in his first year, but the rookie looks great and we're ready to move on, we, he's, he's great trade bait for a year. If he's not and he moves on for second year, or he's not happy, and you know things don't work out, we move the rookie into the in, in, into place because he earns it. So if the rookie, the rookie earns it, that's exciting, the rookie earning it. If we got upset, we're like, oh, we didn't commit to Brady Quinn. Sorry, Brigham was a shitty quarterback. I'm sorry, he was. Uh, he didn't win the job. Uh, you know, a guy can win the job, then there's, there's, then there's, then that's great. Uh, but if uh, uh, if Robert Griffin is done two years and we have a new quarterback to, uh, who's groomed down for two years and ready for the NFL, ready to play, walked up, ready to go, in the system, we just. Yeah, we let him walk, but we get we get draft picks for that, Maddie. Like, I mean, that's I the thing. The the Browns have uh, ten draft picks in the draft this year because we let all these guys walk.
0: Well, that's from letting guys walk last year.
1: Oh, last year, not this year.
0: Yeah, we'll get into more picks next year for the guys. Hey, there, the
1: there, there you go, Maddie. Uh, no, you'll see. Like the the teams that have the most compensatory draft picks tend to be the teams that are winning. Uh, I don't know what that correlation that that adds up to, but it just means that you know.
0: You're not re signing your guys that are old and, and crappy or letting them go elsewhere.
1: Yeah, or spending too much on those guys, right?
0: Um, I'm so, not a fan.
1: You think we should not have John signed them? Well,
0: my, my guiding principle here is that anything the Browns do is dumb.
1: Well, yes. Which is
0: has a long history of being correct.
1: True. And that, that goes without saying. But in a vacuum here,
0: yeah, mostly I A team other than the
1: Browns are making this decision, Matt. Right.
0: I, so no team other than the Browns made this decision, first of True. all, True. which is, should, should be telling. Because <laughs> if you are Robert Griffin III and you have options, the Cleveland Browns are not who you pick for this year. <laughs> to go get the snot beat out of you behind one of the worst lines in the league with no wide receivers unless Gordon comes back, and even if he does. Almost no running game. If you have options, you don't take them. That's why we had to overpay Josh McCown. Like, you just don't do that. So no other teams were interested in him. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they weren't interested in him for a reason. He hasn't been a good quarterback since his rookie year. He hasn't really been a quarterback since – he didn't play all of last year. And since, what, the fourth game of the season the year before? He hasn't played in forever. Um, He's not an NFL quarterback anymore. That's it. like, what, what are we, what are, to, to be hopeful about him, you were looking at video footage from what college in his rookie year to be like, this is what we should be excited about. That, I, that's not. What other player would get that kind of, of, uh, I don't know, birth for, for their the, the, that wide birth for a talent evaluation.
1: Well, this will, this will be interesting is how much of it was his certain tech the coaching and all that, uh, plus the injuries and all that. That uh, was a team that
0: had every incentive to make it work with him too, by the way. They get, they sold the farm for him. Mm-hmm. They, gave, they gave up everything they had to get that guy, and he was outstanding his first year. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't think it's going to work, and it's going to be another part of the, the freaking sideshow here. Where I'd much rather have McCown, who knows exactly what he is, who showed that he could be fine last year, who we all loved when he was not hurt at quarterback. I'd much rather have him do it and then have Connor Shaw or Austin Davis fill in if he gets hurt and let the rookie learn for a year. Because Lord knows, I don't want a Tim Couch situation with a rookie behind this line with no wide receivers and no running back, a la 99, just getting slaughtered and ruining himself.
1: Yeah, so you don't, want to, you don't want a rookie young 20-year-old getting destroyed by, uh, uh, you know, defenses with this horrible offensive line. Uh, yet you're happy to throw a 37-year-old. Who has no future. Who has no future. Who has a family.
0: He's providing for that family, Pat.
1: Trying, yeah, he's already providing for that goddamn family.
0: Are you making a moral argument that we're going to yes. get him
1: killed? We're going to kill that <laughs> motherfucker, man. I don't want to see that guy die. I'm sorry. I'm watching him play, <laughs> Matty, He's our age. He's our age. You know, I've good, got good children upstairs. I, I just watching him get hit. It, I, I, I'm sorry. It, it like, it it, 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 hurts me to watch him get hit. But just seeing guys his age getting crushed, it just, it, it, ah. Oh.
0: Well, admittedly, I'm making a very cold calculation here, Pat, but I think it is the right calculation.
1: I mean, I guess. I, I just want we to have, we have caretaker why, why, quarterbacks.
0: Why, we have them.
1: Yeah, you know, but I, I'm why are we? Why more sideshow? Because it doesn't matter because we're terrible next year as long as somebody else besides our rookie quarterback can be draft, As long as somebody besides that rookie is playing. I
0: guess. I mean, we have money playing? to burn. I know that.
1: Yeah, that's the point. We have money to burn. If Hugh Jackson sees something in him and thinks he can re- make make a reclamation project out of him, let's give him a shot. Let's give him a shot.
0: And what do you think the best case scenario here is? He's awesome. Our the rookie whoever we draft, uh, or Wentz comes in and is really good, and we're able to deal him after one year, able to deal RG three for a third round pick.
1: Let me give you a range of options. Um, um, uh, 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 I guess best case scenario with the RG three signing specifically. We win. The,
0: we win the Super Bowl. Obviously, that's best case
1: scenario. Uh, no, I mean just seriously, uh, <laughs> that's ridiculous. It's never gonna happen. That
0: Not even on the table.
1: <laughs> Not On the table, is is that is RG three, revives his career. Take you know can take us to the playoffs as this great savior and fantastic great happy story we have this rookie quarterback that we have in our system we develop who looks great but never gets a chance because rg3 is going great and we either trade the rookie or we trade rg3 when we're in a, from a position of strength three years in the, into hugh jackson's program that's probably the best case scenario for the rg3 signing next best is rg3 plays really well but also the rookie's doing really well and is, is trying to usurp him, you know, but not well enough. It being, mean, the RG3 is not playing well enough. We either let RG3 walk, we get the compensatory picks, or we find a way to trade him or just RG3 gives us some decent football to fucking watch and care about, to be excited about for two years until we're ready for the, the, the rookie to take over. So,
0: so Patty, we let, let go. You.
1: And we have that happening. Those are the best case scenarios. I don't think they're that crazy.
0: Patty, let me ask you this. If those are your best-case scenarios and you don't think they're that crazy, and it pains me to say this, but isn't for Steeg right then, shouldn't we take the best player possible that's not a quarterback there that we think is going to work? Oh, and, and if you what? think RJ3 can really – isn't the best-case scenario that we take RJ3, he's good, he makes football fun again, Hold he's on. a good quarterback, and we have a, either a weapon on offense or defense or alignment or something that makes the team around him better. Rather than a backup,
1: you have to you have to weigh against risk, uh, and also and also you were asking the best case scenarios, the most likely scenario, uh, leaving the Browns stink aside, uh, is that you know R scuffles for a bit, maybe has some good moments to give fans something to cheer about and distract them from how awful their team is, right? Uh, or at least the side search stuff distracts us while we groom the rookie. Uh, as we groom our 10 draft picks we get this year and the probably 10 draft picks we get next year to start building a team so that by, you know, by next year, we have a decent enough team with a line uh, through second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth round picks. Because most offensive ground linemen, you don't have to have in the first round. You get your, you know, most offensive linemen are not first round picks, right? That's true. They're they're smart picks throughout the draft. They're smart picks throughout the the, the, deep part of the draft. So if, if our money ball guy, the Podesta uh, can work with Sashi Brown and uh, and our our you know 28 year old GM, so to speak, uh, uh, you know can put together you know the right plan to pick the right you know offensive lineman. There's a plan there. There's something that can actually happen. So that in two years or one year, we have a solid team for this rookie quarterback who's been groomed for a year, ready to come and up and play. So, so those, those the, we're, we're dealing with a disaster of a team right now that has a very new team in place. The one thing you can say is that this coaching staff actually is experienced, unlike the previous coaching staff. That's true. So maybe they get more of their players, because I, I honestly thought the roster we had this year and last year was far more talented than, than, than it showed. And, and that was my final condemnation of, of Benton, who I, I wanted, I desperately wanted to like. So, I kind of agreed with you. I mean, we talked about that last year. We took a
0: seven and nine team, had an enormous quantity of draft picks, and got way worse.
1: Yeah, it's very difficult way to do way worse. So, so uh, that's why I see there being some positive here. You've got you've got another another lamb to throw to the to into the fire, in RG three, but it's a land that might you know, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna botch this, this 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 reference, but become the Lamb of God. I don't know. Uh,
0: become the Lamb of God. Jesus. It's really in that Easter spirit, Patty, huh? I I
1: guess so. I wasn't trying to go for that, but it just it just was Lamb of it
0: for me. me. He's gonna for die me. for our sins. Exactly. Is that a whole, so? He, so a he'll be he'll be murdered behind this terrible offensive line this year. Is that what you're telling me?
1: Uh. Better him than our than our next quarterback oh, back. All right, all right. I think I think we pulled the plug. Me, let's, get, uh, I'm, let's, I'm, let's get I'm,
0: you off the stage, Patty.
1: Yeah. Is <laughs> the gong is go- sounding?
0: It's, it's been a long it's been a uh, long day for you.
1: We're, we're, the, just, uh, such such a, just sit oh, a couple plays guy. out, champ. Yeah. Um. All right, we've gone over enough. We'll pick we, this we up. about or... 15 minutes over. 15 minutes,
0: 16, 18, okay. 20, minutes, yeah.
1: 20 minutes. 20, 20, 20 minutes. minutes. Not bad. Not 20 bad 20 for minutes. us. It's, you know, not bad. Uh, all right. That'll, that'll, <laughs> that'll do it for the Cleveland Sports Hour with the death of RG3. The sacrificial. The, the sacrifice. <laughs> I, I, he's got a chance, Matt. He he, he 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 could emerge from from the, the warrior pit. Like like the Gladiator. Like, oh, like, no, like, just like Maximus.
0: Stop it, Patty. <laughs> <laughs> all,
1: right, all right. I'm going to stop now.
0: For your own good.
1: <laughs> I'm going to stop you. You're good, Pat. You're good for Patty. 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 This is all over. You <laughs> <fucking guy>. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, until next time. This is Maddie and Patty saying <laughs>